Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. And here we go, episode 201, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We are two guys that never met in real life, social distancing for, I don't know, four years now, something like that. My name's Colin Flynn, I live in Iowa, and my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. Hey Colin, what's up? How's it going, man? It's uh, we're starting the road to 300. We hit yes. that. We hit that 200 mark. That that podcast milestone. Let's find the statistics to see how many podcasts make it to 200 plus episodes. Maybe that'll get us in a better per- percentile of podcasters. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that'll help because there there's a billion podcasts. Yeah, I don't think the uh, the guys, the Joe Rogans of the world, that have the uh, you know fourteen hundred or whatever out. I don't think they've got. Yeah, he's much. almost up to sixteen hundred. Marin's up to like thirteen. I don't even know. I yeah yeah yeah. I don't think they really. They're not spotting us in the rearview mirror as of yet. But but so. who but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> who Somebody? is counting? I am. I am. I have a little notebook, and there's a manifesto, and uh, and I've 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 gained fifty pounds today. I'm, yeah, uh, I see, you, yeah. You, you sent me a picture. Yes, and, uh, I did. You, mm-hmm. You're wearing, uh, and I, I've seen uh, some trends with these things a little bit. I know they've kind of, they've been around, especially if you're in the running world. Uh, I've, I remember like uh, five years ago that it was this was kind of a really hot thing for a while. You couldn't find them because everybody was buying them, and uh, it's it, it looks it, it's a it's weighted a, vest. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like a uh, it looks like a suicide bomber vest or a like a you know SWAT team tactical vest. So I'm wearing that, and it has 10 pockets in the front with Velcro to close the pocket and 10 on the back, and you pop two-pound sandbags into each of them. Either that uh, that or or a couple magazines, uh, a couple of uh, quick-to-grab magazines, or perhaps a couple sticks of uh, whatever dynamite. It's dynamite, yeah. Uh, I'll wear a Jimmy Walker mask and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it did look a little confusing, especially because you had on, um, I don't know if that was, if you if you were going for that look or what was what the deal was, because in the, in the photo you had sort of a military-esque sort of looking uh, olive drab uh, thing with epaulettes. Yes, I, that was, that was the, um, that, the sh- trial of the Chicago 7 jacket uh, that someone on the crew got I, when I was driving the set decorator. And she had it made up like she just got it at like an army surplus store or whatever. And then she had like this red stitching of Trial of the Chicago 7 on like the left breast. And I'm wearing a red t-shirt, a bright red t-shirt. So the combo of the red, the black, and the, you know, army green sort of really, I probably shouldn't have gone into a grocery store with it. I mean, I had it covered up. I zipped it up, which made me look like I was just sort of built like Chris, not, you know, uh, the original Superman, you know, yeah. kind of Christopher, Christopher Reeve, but the guy before him, the old, the oldie time guy, you know, those, you know, those Hollywood guys that were big, but they weren't ripped, but they just had big chests. Yeah, you could have. You could have also uh, with that jacket. You could have uh, just sh- shaved your. You did the mohawk thing, and it would have been a little bit like uh, you know, a different movie of, of an earlier era. Travis Bickle. Yes, Travis Bickle, Bickle from exactly. uh, Taxi Driver, Martin Scorsese's yeah. uh, masterpiece, Taxi Driver, um, <laughs> before Robert De Niro was a caricature of himself. That was the beginning. And, 
yeah, so I'm wearing that, and then and I've also got these five pound Nike weights on my each ankle and they're kind of puffy so i kind of look like a a a militia stay puff marshmallow man a little bit (laughs) it's kind of silly um Uh, and i'm telling you man the 24 pounds i was feeling it i was feeling my shoulders and i'm like this can't be good for my back or shoulders can it (laughs) i'm like i don't know yeah, I don't know. It's I, I've read things about those that uh, I think are 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 quite good uh, as far as uh, you know the results and all of that. I, uh, you and I have talked offline. I haven't really talked about it much on here, but uh, since the uh, beginning of the well, in March when when uh, we went on vacation, we went to Florida and uh, did the uh, socially distant, uh, very responsible getaway. Even in March. Uh, <laughs> being on the beach away from we we're on it anyway that was a whole other story but we, we uh, anyway um i weighed about 185 ish when we started that whole thing and uh i'm down i'm right about 155 now. that's so lost crazy it. you're 511 aren't you yeah yeah so um wow and, man yeah yeah so i've had to um wardrobe wise i've had to switch up a little bit um i, I the other day we had a warm day and um I had uh, this. Uh, a lot of times, I will go to like a thrift store, and because uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just a cheap ass person, I'll go to a thrift store looking for. Uh, f- some people will tell you they're doing that because they want to. They're really looking to help you know the the environment and upscaling and upcycling and all of that shit. I'm going there just because I'm cheap. I'm, I'm gonna just let that out but anyway so i I, a couple years ago i went and i grabbed a a pair of shorts i was trying to trying to make sure that i didn't have anything resembling uh, any sort of cargo short in in my in my shorts collection so i was i was stocking up i'd gotten rid of everything that had pockets on the sides and i found this pair of shorts that looked pretty cool they looked uh, like kind of a, a, a more of a trim fit and my standard way of buying uh, something a lot of times i don't want to try on something at a store and i found that if it, for me at least it works if i take a pair of uh, of pants or 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 whatever uh, the, the pants and i fold them flat and i can take them and put them around my neck the the waist folded flat around my neck if it fits around my neck well it's going to go around my waist well and um, when I did that with this, this pair, it, it didn't. Something didn't work out. I I, I got them home, and I, there's no way I could get inside these. I was just like I pulled them up, and they they stopped, you know. And there, there was just so what are you a thirty waist now? Um, well, yeah, I am, I am now. But Jesus so when, it, so when I got those shorts, uh, I was thinking, you know, these things, uh, you know, I was never going to get them on. But I put them in the drawer and didn't ever take them back. And and uh, a lot of times, stuff like that, I'll just re- return to the place where I bought it, uh, not for a refund. I just take it back and throw it in there. And there's, you know, in their bin again. They consult somebody else. Um, it's the price of of uh, being a, a cheap ass, and not wanting to try things on at the store. So uh, anyway, uh, I pull these out of the drawer, and I'm thinking, well, God, I forgot about these, uh, and I've lost some weight. I thought maybe these, maybe I can get these on now, and. So I pulled them on and they slid right on and I, I um, buttoned them and zipped up the zipper and, and thought, wow, this is great. And I stuck my hand in the pocket and they had these real weird little funny, funny pockets that felt strange. I could only get, you know, down to about the second knuckle in the pockets. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why are, the, why are they like this? And the zipper seemed a little short, you know, it was like nothing here was exactly feeling good except for they did fit really well. And I thought, well... Okay, that's that's uh, there's something's weird here though. I, I don't know what's going on. So um, later when I when I took them off after after I wore them all day, but I took them off, and uh, th- that evening I looked and 
I found the little tag in there to figure out what the size was, and I thought it was going to say women's. I thought for sure this was some sort of women's shorts that I had bought, that I had like a, whatever, I don't know women's sizes very well, but I was sure it was going to be, you know, like a 14W or something was going to be the size. But uh, I looked at the size, and it was actually a, uh, it was a, it was a number like that, but it was a, I, they were boys, little boys shorts. They were 16 Husky is what the size was. <laughs> I didn't even know that means husky. Yeah, that is so ridiculous. I, I, remember, I remember I would love to get a time machine and go back to when I was like in the fifth grade, which is probably the last time I saw a a thirty inch waist. And <laughs> and I um and and I remember my mom telling me about someone who was husky and it was another boy and I and I don't remember that kid or what he looked like, but I'd be curious to know if you know back then. Yeah. If, if the sizing has changed, because I'm convinced that a size 34 waist in like pants and jeans are not exactly the same and that they're they run a little big. Yeah, I, I don't imagine for psychological you know, reasons. Yeah, they can't. They, they you know, And they're stretchy today's... now, a lot of more stretchy, which helps exactly. me a lot. I just a lot of trouble with that midriff. Yeah, the uh, there's two <laughs> two things that have really helped. I think um, the, the men's the, the men's uh, jeans, especially or men's clothing, and that one is the stretchiness, the the ad the ad of the two percent uh, lycra spandex that has helped everybody. And then the other thing I think that is a, a, a fucking game changer for sure is the crotch gusset. If if you've got the crotch gusset. And the two percent lycra spandex in there. You're, you're you know be- the crotch gussets. They were at the Million Maga March yesterday in D.C. I mean, they are all they are all in with the QAnon thing, and uh, you know we have to watch them. They've been put on a list by the Biden administration, soon to be President-elect Biden. Crotch gusset. What exactly are we talking about there? What's going on down there? Uh, so the the crotch gusset explained is a I, I guess you'd call it a, it's a diamond shaped uh, addition to instead of just having the normal seam that goes up into into your uh, you know your, your the legs would be sewn one to the other and that's it you know front leg back leg and they they have one seam that goes around them a crotch gusset starts down around mid thigh on both and there's a diamond shaped piece of of material that they put in there that's in addition to the normal shape of the pants and so that diamond shaped material uh in a lot of them now has a little a little bit of stretch in it and so it gives you a little more a little more room down there it's just a little more uh, you know you can arrange and you know tuck and pull and do all of that stuff to uh to get to where you need to be so i i've got a couple of those i i was looking for a pair of pants with uh um after the the big storm we had here, I thought I would find a pair of pants that was kind of a kind of a heavy duty or work pants thing. If I ever get in a situation again where I'm out running the chainsaw or doing something outside, I want something that's got a, um, a little more of a reinforcement type thing. And I got uh, I got on a list because the ones that I that I ended up buying actually I, I've been getting a lot of you're, you're talking about your suicide bomber vest. Uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, of ads showing up for me with stuff like that because I bought a pair of pants from a company called Five Eleven Tactical. Right, and um, mm, you've talked 511, about them before. Yeah, so um, now I get all these ads for that kind of stuff. So when I saw you with that thing on, to me that looked like a, it definitely looked like a tactical vest. And sure, you, it does. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, Kylie said, "Dad, are you going to become a cop? What are you? Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm like no." Yeah. 
And I didn't even know when, when I started seeing those pictures, uh, being really naive, when I st started seeing those pictures, I thought they were like weighted vests. And I thought, why are these guys wearing weighted vests? What the, mm -hmm. I don't get what, what the deal is. Is that bulletproof shit? Some of them do have plates that they, that they put in there to stop bullets, but a lot of them have the plate. And then on the outside, they've got the pockets, and the pockets are for, for a magazine. So um, right. a, a lot of those whack jobs. I mean, that's uh, essentially what it looks like. I mean, yeah. and it's 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 not a vest that goes all the way down to the waist. It re literally just goes right to the end of my rib cage, right? Yeah, like sternum, sternum, sternum. Coverage. Yeah, and so, and anyway, I, I I'm a 49 year old man who who uh, complained about his midriff less than five minutes ago. I I was worried about my my ever growing. It's that spare tire, and and it's it's sad, really. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did drop. Uh, to a to a thirty pants. So that's that's uh, that's a next level. I don't understand. Uh, is Rachel? Was she? Is she worried about you? That you? I mean, have you ever been this? Um, I have wait, before wait, a different, yeah. like when preparing for like a couple of summers preparing for marathons and stuff. But you know, and I ran all summer, uh, not excessively, but. Um, so it's a combination of uh, you know I, I've been doing the time restricted eating thing, and then I cleaned up a lot of what I eat now as far as um, I'm trying really hard to stay away from uh, sticking my hand in a bag of potato chips or, or anything that's like that. And I, I, uh, I snack on um, a lot of fruits and vegetables and I've been eating a lot of things that um, are probably sound strange to, uh, to um, a lot of people, I guess, as far as uh, picking up and eating a hunk of. One thing I've really gotten into is uh, uh, red cabbage. I, take, I, I buy um, whole heads of red cabbage, and I'll cut that into um, little, you know, like, um, not quartered, but I, I, into wedges, uh, I guess is the best way to put it. So I'll make these little um, wedges of those and i put a bunch of those in a, in a baggie and if i'm hungry during the day i'll eat chomp on um just raw, raw cab cabbage raw cabbage and mm. uh it's very addictive it's it's uh, it's something that you kind of gotta uh get used to but it's very two things it's very filling and it's very addictive and it's, and it's there's a uh i don't know what time it closes there's the red bank farmer's market you know like it's just you know in a big parking lot and yeah uh, and so you know we're new jersey is the garden state i mean well whatever but it's i would assume it's all local vendors and uh i was when i was running my errands when i got this weighted vest suicide vest tactical thing i was coming back home and i was distracted and it's right by the train tracks the red mm -hmm. bank train station and i literally the person in front of me did not have room because there's a red light ahead of us and you can only fit about eight cars before the tracks and they went over it and they had to diagonally and then i went over it, and now i'm literally on the tracks and i was like talking to my dad and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with me i was just freaking out and and i'm like i need to go back here uh, but it, there could have been a moment that my last moment on earth was you know crushed by a train into that market but i would i need to do something about my eating because i've been working you know between you know 11 and 15 16 hours that's not including the time that it takes to get to my pickup and drop off because as you know i went back to work driving a van on a tv show and the tv show is you told me it's, it's pose it's the season three of pose you know billy porter it's a fx show ryan murphy you know who does uh american horror story is that the name of that show right um, yeah he's the executive producer 
and uh and billy porter is the guy who's um wore the velvety tuxedo dress yeah to one of the award shows and uh you know i don't know much about the show but uh it's it's season three i think we're on episode three maybe of i don't know i think it's 10 episodes per season not sure the first two seasons are available on netflix and the last time we recorded which was i think it was exactly two weeks ago uh sunday uh today being november 15th so whenever that was um was that was two weeks ago before the election I think so. I, I sat on that last episode a while before I, I pushed it out because I thought with the election, you know, there's just enough going on. Maybe I should just... Yeah, I mean, go. I didn't know. I mean, I just sort of was like, okay, I didn't... Because I, I, I was in a... I don't know if you sensed it, but I was pretty stressed. And it wasn't about recording episode 200. It was I had to be somewhere at 5.30 in the morning. And oh, yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were approaching 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm like, holy fuck, holy fuck. Like, like I just need to get to sleep because it gets harder and harder to go to sleep. And I'm setting my alarm for like 2, 3 in the morning. And right when we finished, when we finished recording, I got a text from my boss saying, you just need to go to the Bronx Silver Cup Studios North, get a COVID test, and that's it. Everything else canceled. I'm like, okay. So it was weird. So, I, you know, I didn't have to get up until like 7 o'clock instead of two three in the morning but at the time i didn't know that so i just kept getting more and more anxious because as we we worked yesterday as well so i do you get tested every day or three days a week so it's it's monday wednesday friday and so even if we're not shooting you'll still get tested and so like the first covid test i did was uh you know 16 17 days ago friday the Friday before the election. That was before I started working. So they yeah. pay a fee for you coming for your time to take the test. Sure. And then, and then the Monday that after we recorded, the day before the election, I went in only to test. And right. then there'll okay. be other drivers that will go in. Or they'll go into test, but they'll also pick up an actor that needs to test because the actor's not working either. So right, so they'll go pick up the actor. They'll drive in, and our vans have have like vinyl um, between the front cabin and the rest okay. of it. Okay, all right. And we're only allowed to have four people in the van at a time, four passengers. So logistically, you need more more vans. That's why there are so many of us working. So it's it's weird to hearing that because uh, here in the Midwest right now, uh, Iowa, I think, according to Forbes magazine this morning, I read is the uh, um, on the list of ten states to stay away from. Uh, I think uh, we were not the worst, but we were, I think, number uh, number three. Uh, behind South Dakota and North Dakota or something like that. Uh, the reason I was asking about the test thing was you, uh, we've, we've, we're, uh, we're overwhelmed right now. The uh, situation is, uh, I would say, dire in that um, if, if, you, if you did have symptoms, if you thought you had the Rona uh, right now, there's no way uh, in God's green earth you're going to get a test anywhere because the testing centers are uh, completely slammed, overwhelmed. Sure. Uh, they have waiting lists forever. Nobody getting tests uh, in the meantime uh, the uh, hospitals are uh, forget flatten the curve that shit's uh, long long since uh, long since passed we they the hospitals are completely 
slammed, overwhelmed. We had a state senator uh, that yesterday um, put out some uh, some some of the statistics about what was going on at the hospitals and said, um, folks, you're on your own. There was, a, I guess, apparently uh, on Facebook and a lot of uh, uh, maybe TikTok and places like that where people are communicating most, uh, there was a... Um, there was a i guess an overwhelming uh, amount of people that were saying um that y- if you have emergency sort of situations that uh, might come up if you're in an accident if you break your leg if, you, if somebody has a heart attack um you can't take them to the hospital there's mm. they, they won't accept them and so uh, one of the hospitals uh, got on uh, online and on I, I think they had some news coverage about this too that was saying um that is not entirely true uh, please do come to the hospital for medical services mm. uh, but please do understand that um, in many cases there's going to be a very long wait and in many cases um, we're going to treat you and send you send you immediately home where you might have been hospitalized in some fashion before we have uh, zero ICU beds we have the hospitals are full they've got the um, like the children's hospitals now are um, no longer serving as uh, children's hospitals in many cases they're mm-hmm. um, they've got those opened up as uh, uh, COVID wings and that sort of thing so we're getting shit slammed and there are no tests and um, I'm uh, convinced most of that uh, right now has to do, for the most part, uh, because we're about two weeks following um, the Halloween uh, thing. And at Halloween, there were... um, well, in town here, there was a, a, a girl who, a high school girl who uh, used her parents' uh, credit card and uh, rented a large uh, Airbnb facility and had uh, what she, uh, I guess, advertised as a rager, uh, which um, uh, I always thought it was rave. But anyway, it's mm-hmm. rager is what the terminology was used. And apparently thousands of kids showed up for that and uh, they trashed the place. Uh, I've heard... Uh, People say that their uh, her parents are on the hook for more than ten grand of damages wow. uh, to, to this place. And uh, anyway, there was a, all all sorts of kids that showed up there, and um, it was packed, and nobody was wearing masks. And uh, apparently, um, anecdotally, there are um, scads scads of stories about these uh, kids. Uh, all their families are uh, infected now and sick, and uh, that uh, I think happened probably in a lot of locales. There were kids that were having parties and probably adults too but um i do believe in my in my mind from what i'm seeing and again it's anecdotally and it's just uh, uh some of it's based on some of the stuff i've read nationally from uh, some of the experts that um most of the spread right now is uh, it's coming from kids it's uh, it, it's 13 through uh you know whatever you know 25 year olds probably in that age range where they're they're uh they just can't understand that uh the shit's uh, you know you're even if you don't get a case that's severe enough to you know kill you uh it's possible still that you're going to end up in the hospital and you're choking the hospital systems out and they you know it's it's hard as fuck to control teenagers it really is um we've gone through it at our house we we just um about two weeks ago tightened things down here uh in a major way and we don't have the flow of kids coming in and out of here anymore but um uh, even though we have an extra uh, sleeping on the couch, that that's a whole other long story. Taylor is uh, is the uh, is the stray that's here, but um, we um, 
here at least in Iowa, I believe that uh, it's it's going to be a, a while before they get it under control. And I think the major thing to get it under control at this point is um, probably going to have to go into some sort of a shutdown again of uh, of bars for sure if they can do that. And um, and somehow people got to get their their fucking kids to to stay home and quit infecting everybody because um, I'm 100% convinced that that's where it's all coming from is uh, the youth of our nation and uh, the, uh, the the and just parents that can't you know can't see that can't can't pull the kids in can't rope the kids in so and then there's a lot of uh, this political stupid shit where there's there's a there there are a bunch of people out there that think it's you know there's all sorts of conspiracies and that it can't get them and it's a political based thing that is another side of it for sure the combination of those two things but uh it, you know right now we're getting we're getting shit slammed and uh right we we just as an example you know you've been in the delivery you know thing a little bit mm-hmm. um we have been trying to Instacart a lot of stuff. Holy shit! Trying to get Instacart in right now is like almost impossible too. I mean, the, the, that's what it was some, like. So that's what it was like in Connecticut in in the beginning. I spent you know the first two weeks I was in Connecticut, and in New York as well. Like the hospital situation, it sounds very similar to what it seemed like yeah. back then, eight months ago, right? And then it's just sort of, and then it moves on, right? It just it seems. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anything would have made a difference back then with because you people tend well, not to react to things that don't affect them directly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things. It's it's not to say that you everyone thinks it's fake and whatever, but it's not here. Like whatever. It's hard right. getting your head around it. And it's it's still to a certain degree challenging to get your head around all of it because information had changed whether it was the masks in the beginning or you know the the press conferences or you know undermining what one person said and then the other person sort of seems to say no wink wink nudge nudge that doesn't mean anything you don't need to do that i'm not going to do that whatever so you know so where do you look you know and and we're we're so divided right now as a country yes split down the middle it's more purple than it's ever been it's black and blue it's purple it's stupid it's like and you're like okay where do we go from here and how do you write the ship yeah, and I don't yeah. have the answer for that, but uh, you know it, it's you know the, the, there's the vaccine that uh, is being touted as one of them, the Pfizer, and partnering with someone else as over ninety percent. And th- what I read was the trial was forty three thousand, but the the vaccine. I, I heard a story, and then my ex wife Andrea confirmed it because the business that she has does some health. They, do some stuff with that so she kind of knows the logistics of the tracking of the what what you need to do to get the uh, vaccine to people is because if it has to be stored at 95 below zero right i mean 95 degrees i think it it's a ridiculously low temperature so like a cvs and a walgreens would not be able to store that right so it's got to be shipped and for every person it's too uh, two vac- vaccinations. I think it's roughly three weeks apart. I, this is what she had told me, and then I had also heard a story. So it's it, don't take any of this as fact. Um, right. But again, it's it's how I remember it. And but if you think about the logistics of this, right? And then if the thing has to be taken 20, 21 days apart, and it has to be from the same batch, you the logistics of it very challenging. Sure. Yeah. Right. So. You know, is it a home run? Is 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 a vaccine? Is that going to be? But then you still have people who are anti-vaxxers, even people who are not anti-vaxxers, 
who don't trust anything or the government or, you know, who aren't lining up to get it. You yeah. know, uh, you know, even Fauci had said he would he would take it if the science, you know, the scientific, you know, people who came up with it, 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 his colleagues said that it was safe to do so. Right. But I don't know how that's all going to roll out. But realistically, you're not getting that out until the spring. Right. The same way you're saying people can't get tests. That's what it was like here. You couldn't yeah. get tests for a while here, even into the summer, unless you had symptoms. You know, and then the results of the tests are hit and miss to a certain degree. Like, uh, I think uh, Elon Musk had an issue with his, you know, uh, the rapid test where he tested negative twice and positive twice. Yeah, I said that. I, I you know, that. and and then you know, I I tested three times. I've tested a total of three, six, seven, eight, nine times now. One okay. time on my own with a deep nasal. The one that yeah. they take the the you know way long up. swab way up into the nasal cavity and it it's yeah. painful. Yeah, um, I've done that twice. Too. We have a shallow. We do a shallow n- a nasal swab and it's just sort of you know you you have your mask on. You go into a a camper. You know they take your name. They register you. They print out a barcode. Then the person that does the swab literally writes your name down again on the sticker on the you know the little test tube and then within 26 hours i get the result now Susie and i had gone to a wedding last sunday her her goddaughter's um you know um wedding and this was in pennsylvania so pennsylvania is on like the list for both new jersey and connecticut so the way it works when you're traveling like the travel um restrictions are you either have to if you're in that state for 24 hours, you have to quarantine for 14 days, or you have to test before coming in and show a negative test. So and they stopping cars with that. So well, I don't know that they're necessarily stopping cars, but like if you have a job, if you have certain things. So my whole thing was, I'm working on a job. I was tested on the Friday, worked on the Saturday, got my result on the Saturday. When we shut down, I ended up going to Pennsylvania, you know, spent like less than 48 hours there. And then I knew that when I went to work on Monday morning, we weren't, we weren't actually shooting. I was just going straight in for a COVID test. And from there, I was going to go either to New Jersey or Staten Island and wait for my result. And then boom, I'm good. She went to a CVS to get her test. And mm-hmm. she took her test. Not on, she wasn't able to get it on Monday. She got it on Tuesday and didn't get the results until Friday, Friday afternoon. So three days she couldn't go to work, right? Huh. Now, yeah. you think about all that, right? So what if someone's making minimum wage or less, multiple kids, low income? They can't afford right. not to work. So, oh, no, no. Right, so how are you going to stop that person? Like if you're not, and then on top of that, when, because I've got to pick up Cameron next Saturday at Boston College, he's coming home you know, for the rest of the semester, and he'll finish out virtually after Thanksgiving, is I have to pick him up. So I'm on this job. I don't know when my last day is, but if I'm on this job until Friday, I will have tested on Wednesday and Friday. So that test will satisfy the, as long as I get a negative test, you know, the thing if I register on it. But when I went to the website for Massachusetts and for New Jersey, I'm like, I'm trying to find the most up-to-date information. And then I go on it, click on a link 
for the most up-to-date, and it says November 2nd, this is about businesses. Okay, what about travel? November 4th. Well, it's November 15th. So, and it's not, and it's a lot of text. Like, just keep it simple. Yeah, Show a yeah. picture of a plane, a car, a bus. Show a map with all the states. If you're from, if you're traveling to one of these states, you need to do X, Y, or Z. For if you're coming from one of those states, you need to do X, Y, or Z. Make it real simple, like the like the the footsteps or circles on the floor, six feet apart. You know where they have signs that have mask, wear a mask. Just keep it real simple to the lowest common denominator. I keep it simple enough that uh, somebody can look at those marks on the floor and go, "Eh, that doesn't apply to me." <laughs> well, I, I, I was just I was just out and about, and then sure enough, people do not keep. The even close to six feet. No, they don't. They, I mean, they I'm really like, don't. I'm like, what's the what's the rush? I mean, again, I've said this so many times. In normal times, non-pandemic times, I don't like when someone's on top of me. Not when no. you're loading into an airplane because it's not taking off until we all get in here and sit down. And the same thing at a store. You're the next in line. You're not going until I'm done. You know, right, like, right, exactly. So that just tells me you're probably an asshole or really selfish, self-absorbed. You're not thinking about anything else. There have been times where I have done it, where I have not been paying attention. I literally just drove onto a fucking train track at a red light. So I'm not always paying attention. It's scary. But <sighs> well, we're, you know. we've all got, you know, crazy amount of, of, of stress going on with all of this. You you mm-hmm. want it just to be the, the fuck over with. And uh, you, know, you want to go back to the normal where you can... And go to concerts and go to football games and go, you know, hang out with friends. Not think about it. Dr- drive from state to state without wondering if somebody's going to pull you over and uh, look for your papers. And <laughs> that's why I was asking about that. I know there's um, just, and I should not have done this, but uh, long, long, a few episodes ago at least, we talked about there's this, there's this uh, Twitter alternative that the that the um, other side parlor parlor. Par- Parlor thing, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I had uh, downloaded that when they first started talking about it. I thought, okay, I'm just going to look at this and see what it's all about. And I, and that was the only day I looked at it. And um, then I've, I've been seeing articles about it since the. Uh, we still don't have, uh, uh, you know, Trump's right. Since has, since the Trump administration and uh, some Fox, um, you know, yeah, commentators yeah. and and some uh, right wing more conservative, not the traditional politicians, because they're just trying to keep their mouths shut or just saying he has the right to legally challenge. But the sort yeah. of the base is saying no. He this is election fraud, and there's been not one. There seemingly hasn't been one credible story. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and I don't. I mean, and, and so well, if you're going to do it in the courts, well, it, it's re- really not good for this country. It's making this country look really bad. And I well, understand why. Tw- I understand why Twitter is and Facebook are flagging it. But this parlor, I started to hear an interview, like uh, something on NPR earlier today. But I, I got out of the car because I was doing my thing. But yeah. so, what's the deal with this parlor? Well, it's 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 everything that the that Twitter would uh, flag or or you know or would you know the people they would kick off. Um, they're not going to kick anybody off the platform. Now, I, I got to tell you, I am opposed to to censorship, and I, I understand that if you own, uh, like uh, Twitter owns, you know, Jack, whatever the fuck his name is, owns that, and uh, Zuckerberg owns Facebook, and and they're privately owned companies, and they they're, they're going to do what they can do until they can't. Um, but at the same time, I think there's probably got to be a point somewhere where um, we make some, some rational, uh, probably, laws about um, how 
how things are monitored and uh, who gets who, who gets yanked and and uh, that sort of thing. And I think those should be independent commissions that have nothing to do with uh, with the uh, ownership or people within the company uh, that should be making those decisions because uh, they tend to, uh, I think, make wrong decisions a lot of time. Uh, and um, I, I don't like the idea of burning well, books. But, I mean, I don't like the idea of, of uh, ban- banning books and doing that kind of thing. But if it's the government doing it, then it's fucked up and it's wrong. If it's well, a private business doing it, well, they can do whatever the fuck they want to a certain degree, except for uh, people who are protected, right? Yeah, it's like so, this, uh, it, yes, it, yes, I know it can be a gray area, but it's like when when yes Don no. Imus gets fired, that's not a speech issue. That's he said something, and they chose to fire him. Whether yeah, he's got but, that con- thing in his contract or not, I mean, then he can the, go somewhere but, else. But the only reason the the only reason a lot of and I come from the broadcast world, so I can I think I can speak to this uh, somewhat intelligently. Um, the only reason a lot of broadcasters f- were fired, a lot of guys like Don Imus or the Grease Man or some of these guys that were that said incendiary things, they'd been doing that for a long time. Sure, they to some were. Degree. The culture and, changed, and, that, and that's why and that's why they were hired. No, the culture didn't change. What changed was the FCC started fining companies. They started the FCC, which is the government wing, said um, they put the smack down. Hard. But did they find for nappy-headed hoe? Yes, yes. They millions they, and millions. Really, they, millions. They, 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 wait a second. The FCC actually fined. I thought it was for language mostly. They they would find for uh, yes incendiary th- and maybe I'm wrong in that, but I'm pretty sure they were fined for that and language as well. So I mean they cracked down hard. That was the government, you know, saying that you could do these things. And we got into these uh, into that period where where. Uh, the uh, where we ha- okay so as an example Al Gore Tipper Gore's wife was trying to get the FCC to even do more uh, you know and so we got into those uh, you know Supreme Court cases where uh, you had you know um, two live crew and those guys were, were taking it to, they got it all the way to the Supreme Court where they said we can say this stuff and the FCC or whoever can't uh, regulate that and a radio station should be able to play that if they can get away with it so I'm yeah I think, well, I think there's room for uh, what I'm saying is both a little bit of government intervention with a little bit of private uh, 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 private um, discretion, knowing that this is not good for my company, it's not good for for business, that's good. And I think it's also good to have some government oversight saying, uh, all right, you fucks, if you decide to be the idiots that, uh, that pushes this and takes it too far, we're going to fine you. And we're going to fine you in a way that is... Uh, so detrimental that you're 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 not even going to think about it. And a lot of those companies are publicly traded companies. A lot of those broadcast companies, the bigger ones, you know, they've they've got their their investors to worry about. So I don't know. I, I mean, I know that the both. fines were high. I know that they were huge back then. And, you know, um, again, I don't know. I'm not as well versed in what they were for. Again, I I I cite the the Don Imus one because it's one that I remember. You know, yeah. also is serious. XM and at the time I think it was Sirius XM when they fired Anthony Anthony Cumia of the Opie and Anthony show. I mean right. that was a Twitter rant that he had done, right? And then they may have had some morals thing in his contract, something. They had something that they legally could do. It's quite possible that he wanted out of his contract anyway and they wanted to get him out of his contract because of the amount of money they were paying for those guys. Sure. And and yeah. so I think a few things happened there. 
right? It was partially a business decision. The, they, that company had Howard Stern, you know, and it was sort of like, we don't really need this. These guys don't even like one another. It's like not a pleasant experience. And then he went on to do his own thing. And he started this thing, Compound Media, which is, I mean, he's still a funny guy, but he is a very conservative, you know, gun-toting, supporting you know, Trump supporting guy, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and again, he was able to do his own thing. So I just find the thing where the, the private business, whether I agree with the thing or not, they do have the legal right to do it. It's like when, like for anyone who's an anti-masker, I look at it the same way is that if Home Depot, Lowe's, any of these companies say you have to wear a mask, that's the company saying it, right? Walmart is saying that whether or not they enforce it is something else. Cause it's a challenging thing for some young kid to fucking tell someone to wear a mask and then have to fight with them. Like nobody, yeah, I don't want to fight with anyone. Like, fuck, yeah, I, exactly. I wouldn't want that job. Yeah. But you're, you're looking at it, it. It's, it's two different things. And like when the government says it, and if they enforce it, it's something different. I understand you feel like your rights are infringed upon, but you know, it's supposedly for the greater good, right? That's, yes, that would be the idea right. of it. Like we want to stop the spread of this and this will help with X, Y, and Z shut You know, getting the economy going back, not having to roll back indoor dining or the hours of dining, although I, hours of dining doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, whether it's 10 o'clock, closing at 10 o'clock or midnight, you know, I mean, yeah, people get more drunk, but that should be the responsibility of the of the bar restaurant, the same way it would be in normal times. It's like if someone has too much to drink, you cut them off. Yeah, I think what you just said, though, uh, to me, okay, so okay, so if you break it down here in Iowa, we still don't have a fucking mask mandate. Um, they, they've got some citywide stuff, uh, and some now they're talking about doing some countywide things. But and a lot of the argument from our governor, governor who is uh, very much a Trumpel Stiltskin uh, follower, she um, says it can't be enforced. And I think to some degree she's right. I think the people that um, even if the government says you have you, it's mandatory that you must wear a mask. There's still going to be a bunch of people that are running around that are, aren't going to do it um and it might be you know you might walk into a grocery store and you m might only see two or three in a grocery store that's got a lot of people but you know they're still going to be out there and nobody at the grocery store like is going to be i don't think you can task the grocery store with with um trying to be a bouncer like at a bar um, because oh, no i don't hurt. think you can but i think a somebody's going to get hurt a bar is a different animal i mean in the sense yeah. that they have to deal with drunks anyway you're serving alcohol yeah, I think in the term in terms of the bar, that what the state can do is say um, because they've got a license, you know, they've got a mm -hmm. liquor license, and and even restaurants, all these places have licenses, which uh, probably is uh, I don't agree with in many cases the way that even works because I'm a little more libertarian in that sense. Mm -hmm. But the, the, what the state can do absolutely is say um, carry out only at a restaurant with a bar. You know, we can just shut all the bars down for a certain period of time. You think man, maybe they could do carry out. Um, we had they have a lot of that in the state now. You can go do the curbside you know go go get a pitcher of margaritas from a bar or something like that I, I don't know how much that's going on but i do know right now in this state because uh, we have a neighbor that uh, has a daughter that's in her early 20s i think she's about 21 and she works at two different bars and uh, my wife and daughters both follow her on various social media and she's constantly posting pictures face to face cheek to cheek with she and her co-workers mm -hmm. and various people at the at the at the bars and stuff um and uh that that can be stopped there that very simply just close the bar and i don't i i that's 
I feel bad for the bar owners in that case uh, that are, you know, sure. but maybe that's, that's where we throw some more money at them instead of uh, well, giving it to I don't know what it's like in, in Iowa, but you, they, in, in New York, it was in, the, I would say, late 90s, early, eh, maybe 2000s, where you couldn't smoke indoors at, at, it, at bars and restaurants, right? You, right, right. Cigar, smoke shop. Kinda, but it was grandfathered in or something. I don't know how it worked, but but it's like that's and a lot of people in bars used to smoke. A lot less people seem to smoke now than they did then. Well, more people vape, but still, and you can sneak that, or some people seem to be able to and get away with it. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it's it's the, that's the greater good, right? It, it's like even for 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 everyone that worked at a bar and restaurant that didn't smoke. Like having to be exposed to all that smoke. I mean, just even the smell and having it on your clothing, it's, ugh. I mean, I used to smoke, sure. and I am not one of those. I used to smoke, and it's disgusting. I thought it was disgusting when I smoked, <laughs> but I'm an yeah, idiot, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think, you know, getting back to the uh, the censorship thing, I, I posted this. It was, it's kind of a dumb reference, but um, it's from uh, Game of Thrones, the little midget uh, Tyrion Lannister, a quote from... <laughs> A, fiction, a fictitious character, uh, which was, uh, when you tear out a man's tongue, you're not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might have to say, mm. which, I think, which I think is absolutely true. I, I'm smart enough, and I think most people are, to figure out that um, all, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of crazy on, in the world, and, there's a lot of, and it's really manifest on social media. And I can figure out which parts probably I think of Alex Jones are completely fucking nuts and which parts uh, I might go, what? Well, yeah, he came up that way before, uh, way, way before the rest of us were talking about it. And and, and I know for many people, if uh, some somebody like that is such a loon that he says such incendiary things that it uh, causes great harm to people, that he should be stopped. Um, I understand that that thinking. I really do. But at the same time, I also realize that you're not eliminating him. You're not, you're not in any way, shape, or form. No, you're actually uh, feeding him. You're, you're feeding, feeding him. You're feeding. You're it's yeah. It, it, uh, he's he's still there. He's still got a voice. He's still showing up on right. podcasts. You made he's him bigger. On, you made him stronger. He's still on Parlor with uh, I don't know how many gazillion followers. You know, and uh, those people. God, if you read what's going on there now, I started into this, but from the beginning, that first day when I logged into that, and looked at it, it was you know it was the typical, it was the typical Twitter shit that you would see the the. Uh, you know the right side of Twitter, the, the that you know the, the the MAGA people on Twitter saying it was it was the exact same thing. You know, I was like, I was and I was looking at it. I was thinking, okay, so they've got another spot to go here, and maybe they feel like being in that bubble is is uh, is uh, you know a warm, safe place for them. That's where they want to be, which is the way we all kind of yeah, it's human nature to, to try to uh, cloister yourself amongst like-minded people, and no matter how much I hear people say that they they don't do that we all do get in our tribe um but anyway so i'm thinking this this seems pretty you know it's dorky but it's harmless now i'm looking at it though and i'm like wow it's like okay so these people that we've pushed off twitter uh because we didn't like what they had to say go look at what they're saying now and it's it's uh it's yeah it's going to scare it scare the life out of you because there's a lot more stuff there now that sounds much more uh volatile in a militaristic way in a uh, in a um 
in a way that um, I think the worst thing that could happen to the country right now would be for the military to ever become the branches of the military should always be agnostic. They should always be apolitical. They should always uh, yes. and and there's a definite push on parlor for um, the the idea that the military should be a an extension of the Republican Party. And um, really, and already, yeah, yes, and that it already in the and in the in their mindset, it already is. They they just haven't, yeah. You know, these people are just saying, hey, dumbasses, you know, this this already is happening. We we already own the military. It's already that's you know, it's it's us. Don't push us too far because um, you know, if it comes down to it, it you know, a bunch of uh, if a bunch of uh, people show up at one of our rallies, and. Uh, it, you know, push comes to shove, the military will back us and and not the other guys. Mm-hmm. And um, do I think that's true? I, I sure as fuck hope not. Do I think it's got to be down the middle? You know, but that's their hope. That's their you know that um, they can mm-hmm. um, tip tip things. And and if you, I started hearing this stuff about Trump and the idea that he's firing people and he's getting loyalists in in his circle. And I'm like, why? There's only two months, and he's and he's right. gone. Well, why would he do that? Well, if you go to if you go to that place and read about it, he's doing that because he's he. He's uh, he's pulling up the drawbridge. He's getting ready for the for the you know for the for the fight, and uh, I don't want that shit going on in a vacuum. I don't want that somewhere that I have to go make some special effort to try to go find it. I'd rather see. I'd rather have these dumbasses <laughs> underneath the same spotlight that I'm used to finding them under. So, um, you know, can they shut down Parler at some point? Well, Twitter can't shut down Parler. Facebook can't shut down Parler. Can the government? Can the government do it if they haven't shut down the other ones? Do they, at that? If we get to a point where Parler is too scary, then do we we shut that? We does the government and shut them down but not shut down the crazy left on twitter <laughs> I, I i don't want to be in that situation it seems like it's that's an untenable place to put our, the, ourselves the crazy so. laugh doesn't scare me they don't have I, guns they well, they, no, they, they've no, been far kidding. more no <laughs> yeah well i was going to say that actually they've been far more violent if you look at everything that's gone on in um in in uh, portland and places like that look the, the crazy left has been actually far more violent than the right the right's been threatening they've been you know they've been like walking around with a lot of guns and acting like uh you know they they uh, they should be feared but um i don't like either i don't like the crazy left or the crazy right i don't like the crazy the crazy part of it i'm down want, with uh, the crazy middle that's just yeah. me. I'm in the. I got got enough going on here at uh, at home with uh, all the all the shit that, uh, you know, it's, you know, trying to get groceries delivered, trying <laughs> trying to get the the uh, the person who's picking out my groceries to to know uh, that. Um, you know how to pick out a piece of fruit <laughs> that's that's one of the frustrating things if you order anything that's perishable from those places um these guys don't they, they don't really know you know you order um you know yeah you order uh cilantro and you get you know you get parsley instead or something uh, it's, but uh you know i guess that's uh <laughs> first world problem there right yeah. they didn't pick out my they didn't pick out my vegetables correctly i didn't <sighs> I'm just gonna have to eat my red cabbage alone. <laughs> no, no cilantro in here. The soapy uh, wonderfulness that I like, but most other people don't at all. I don't know what voice this is. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. Um, yes. I'm the the entire time you've been talking about Parlor. The minute you uh, mentioned Alex Jones, I googled Alex Jones Parlor, 
and I'm on this landing page and it's got the red banner and it's got the you know the designed P um, yeah, and it, right, P-A-R-L-E-R and, and it says Alex Jones and I don't know how to see how many people he's following but, or followed and it says here and it's a banner you know it's like his circle profile picture close up and then it's a picture of him in front of some capitol building I can't tell and he's right in the middle of it and he's pointing at the, the camera and then it and then the first thing 17 hours ago there's a band video bandvideo.com band at band.video and it's echoed by da, but it looks exactly like Twitter. <laughs> it really, it looks yeah. just like Twitter. And then yeah. there's echoes, and apparently, because he did this, it looks like two hundred twenty-six thousand six hundred thirty-five. Uh, a quarter of a million people have have seen this. Yeah, now, yeah. I, I don't know how this works exactly. I mean, I can see comments. I just wonder if it becomes a shouting match, and I wonder if the left have landed there as well. Right, or if it's just to an fight, echo chamber. Is it an echo chamber right now? What I could see, and I didn't look at it long, uh, is it looked more echo chamber than than a um, you know. I don't think the the blue wave has jumped in there to fight with them. Uh, that I could see, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's gonna that's gotta happen. You would you would guess that they're gonna they're gonna end up there, and then um, then what goes on? Then they start. Banning the the people from the left off of there, and there starts to be complaints about that. I, I mean, it's it's it all seems so ridiculous to me that um, that this is the way the the devolvement of society has <laughs> has happened because people get in these weird situations. I had a, one of our, our good friend of ours. Uh, we had a nice day the other day, and some people came over and we we're out. Um, doing our stand outside have a socially distant beer with people standing out in the yard and um the uh the gal she knows that i've got a that we do the podcast and she uh knows you know that i, I we i think i've had some basic conversations with her about rogan or whatever and so she's kind of started on me a little bit about about rogan and that i was you know oh, you listen to joe rogan all the time and um i i wasn't going to get baited into uh arguing with her about it actually i've I I have for sure listened to thousands and thousands of hours of, of Joe Rogan. And that I was three episodes. To, I understand. I know. I, I, yeah. I, I yeah. Exactly. I, I don't listen a lot these days lately, mm-hmm. just because I've kind of I've heard a lot of his stuff uh, over and over and over, mm-hmm. and I get in occasionally depending on the guest. And there's some people that, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to listen to it just because there's a new episode and he's talking mm-hmm. to whatever. You know, there's people I listen to short parts of. He had a deer hunting guy on Steve Ranella this week, or, or a hunter guy. Um, who I like the Steve Ranella guy. I think he's funny, and he's he's the kind of guy I'd probably gravitate towards in real life. But um, I can't sit and listen to three hours of them talking about shooting shit because I, that's just not my life. So I mean, there's stuff I bounce around on. But what what I said to her after she kind of spoke her piece a little bit was I said I said yeah I told her I said I, I you know I have listened to him a lot. I said but I, I I think what you're what you're she was referring to she gave a a, a pretty specific reference to a story that. Um, came from the Washington Post that I had um, sort of perused that week. And I said, I think what's going on here is you've got somebody, you read an article uh, from the Washington Post, and she said, yes, she did. And I said, well, you got to realize that the, here's, here's the dynamic. There's a person from the Washington Post who probably hasn't really ever listened to Joe, Joe Rogan, who wrote a story about Joe Rogan, that's disparaging and she really hasn't listened to much because she's really if she had listened to him the way i have 
I would she would know that the the, the points she's trying to make are, are baseless and asinine. They're they're, they're really ridiculous. Uh, if if you've listened to him in his entirety, um, he's he's yeah, he's he's a bro and he's you know he's a weightlifter and he's a jock and all that stuff. And you may not like that kind of guy, but. Um, the idea that he's racist, that he's uh, anti-gay, that he's, uh, you know, all these things that they try to throw out are, are pretty stupid if you listen to him for a long time. You know, that that's not, that, that's not the dude he is. Um, he's pretty open-minded. And, yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, he's a comedian, and uh, yes. a, a comedian of a certain age, he's my age, he's like 51, 52, he's a couple of years older. And, yeah. and you know, he'll use, he's used the R word, I mean, he's used words that he has used for a long time, and and he'll say things about Hillary Clinton that are conspiracy theory shit. But it's like, he, especially if you watch him, you can see his face changes and he's just being over the top and he's being yes. ridiculous. And he doesn't, he doesn't seem to believe that shit, right? You know? No, no, and, and, no. And so whatever. I, again, I don't, I'm not a hardcore fan. I don't dislike him. I will listen. The long form is pretty interesting at times. Yeah. I like that they jump, jump into it. But again, I don't know that. I don't know the woman who wrote the article in the Washington Post. I don't know what act she has to grind. I will say that, obviously, I would imagine that the woman who wrote that article and the woman you're talking to um, are, are they're definitely listening with different ears, right? Yeah, you know yeah what I'm saying yeah, yeah. like they're they're hearing it from a different perspective, right? And there's again, I, I I don't know. I don't have like to me, it's it's not a black and white thing in, in with whether it's Rogan or anyone else. Um, you know, but a lot of a lot of the stuff that's going on right now, and what you're seeing on part, what I'm looking at on Parler right now, or you're you're dealing with a lot of black and white, whether it's the extreme left or the extreme right. And so, how do you write that? And yeah, and, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how it works. And, but. and I can understand you wanting to be able to see what this the, an extreme fringe might say or do. Uh, and and have the open dialogue debate, but it seems more like a shouting match, like a virtual shouting match. Yeah, and, yeah, and 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 that that quickly downward spiral, right? It's it's I I noticed it yesterday when driving when I was pulling my van up. One of my van guys was pulling out of the spot, so I pulled up to pull into it. But it was right on the corner where people would make a right turn. And there's this woman who was double parked behind me where I was legally parked, and she pulled out, and she was like, and I was like, does she want the parking space? Like, and I just rolled down my window. I'm like, what do you want? She was afraid that I was gonna pull out and go straight, and she couldn't make the turn or we were going to get into an accident or something i said no no no, i'm going into the spot i thought you wanted the spot we've got masks on whatever but that's the kind of small thing that i don't know who you are i don't know what you think but if we were to just really just talk to one another and try to understand rather than you do you or this or i don't care who the politician is this name calling that name calling it's fucking stupid it is name calling is 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 yeah it is and the idea that because of uh, you know this you're adjacent to somebody that's guilt by by adjacency because you've spoken to somebody or by association because somehow somebody has uh, you know like followed somebody on social media or spoken to somebody for a while should a uh, you know, should politicians be be talking to each other for uh, uh, periods of time without calling each other names, without yelling at each other? Should they be on Twitter, um, you know, throwing barbs at each other back and forth?
forth as a way to to uh, further the, the 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 good of the nation. I don't think they should be. Uh, I see this uh, Dan Crenshaw guy, that one one eyed uh, <laughs> politician from Texas, uh, the guy that was a I think he was a Navy SEAL or something like that, and. Um, he, I think, when I hear him speak, on he's been on Rogan as an example. Um, I think here's a guy that sounds pretty reasonable. He sounds like he uh, uh, is a is a decent human being and should be able to uh, to have conversations with other politicians in a manner that would uh, would do the country some good um but then i see his stuff on twitter and he's always sniping back and forth with these things with like aoc or something and she says something shitty back to him he says something shitty to her and i'm like what good is this doing us is it really isn't it's just it's whoever the base is for either side is just going yeah fuck her or yeah fuck him and it's not it's not doing us any good so and, and rogan as an example if he has had a conversation with somebody who's way far on the right um, and um, you disagree with that uh, I think you should probably maybe go listen to the whole conversation and hear how it went before you before you decide um, Joe Rogan is is a crazy right-wing extremist because he talked to to Alex Jones you might want to hear what he said to Alex Jones and how he called him out on bullshit if there was bullshit did he actually agree with him about anything um, you know that, that that makes more sense than having two people who haven't listened to the conversation one person write a story about it and the other person make make a uh, an assumption about another person based on a story that really has no merit because uh, the person I, that wrote it the, the, didn't, didn't didn't research the it. biggest issue i have with alex jones is the is the sandy hook school shooting and you mentioned Me that, too. Was, Me that, too. that is my yeah. biggest issue with that with that is is regardless of what he believes and especially if he doesn't believe it to be true it's even more outrageous and awful yes. and a terrible thing because there are people that believe this kind of stuff and i'm not saying that all conspiracy conspiracy theorists throughout space and time were wrong okay uh it's 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 tough man it's it's tough to to but that one is a tough one to swallow and you told that me was, that rogan yeah. called him out on that i actually uh I know he has. Okay, uh, I don't know. I didn't and, listen and, to the most recent one, and I don't know that I yes, will. He ha I don't. I haven't listened to all of that either because I'm, I'm really not interested <laughs> in the guy too much. I've heard his shtick, and I know his, his his crap, and he always takes everything too far. He he has these things where like the the, the Epstein sex island thing. He he was on that way before the rest of the world. Um, the uh, he he talked about the idea with pedophile rings way before the rest of the world did that that were real. Right. Um, he talked about the uh, the idea that we should be taking a long look at. Uh, um, you know that some of these things like this uh what's the uh the, the resort thing with the uh the people wearing the crazy uh, owl mass um no, i don't really know <laughs> i i mean uh, i don't know most of this bohemian Bo bohemian grove okay so there's there's some of these things that are actually real that are actually true that um there's some crazy fucking shit and there's some evil people in the world that he's pointed in the direction of and was absolutely 100% correct about but what he always does is in the very next breath he takes it to some stupid but place. lizard people like crazy shit 
Yes, yes. They're you know, interdimensional shapeshifters that are they're out there, Joe. They're out there, these interdimensional, interdimensional shapeshifters, and they're breathing through gills. And, you know, he... he right, he, so that... Know. that So, they, okay, so let's say there's something that sounds like it's, it's almost palatable, right? And then you go there. Now you're like, what the fuck? So it, how does it help him? <laughs> I guess it helps him because it's now it, he's an over-the-top caricature, caricature yeah. of himself, and people are feeding into it like, yeah, and like, well, yeah, and, and I guess the one the one valuable thing would be that a guy like that, if you have him on another platform, he doesn't control it, right? If if Rogan will question or or someone, anyone will question him, you know, you can't yeah. really do that on CNN or Fox when you have like. Uh, you know the the host, the anchor, and then the and then four or five people on the panel because you have such a short period of time. It's one of the reasons I think that podcasts or Howard Stern or someone that has a longer form interview can get can can do better with. Yeah, right. You're yeah, gonna exactly. you're possibly gonna get something that breaks that character, and 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 maybe you get something a little bit more real. And can get a better sense of what's happening here, you know. It was shitty. And again, I, I think YouTube and and Twitter and uh, pulling, uh, Ro- uh, not Rogan, but uh, Alex Jones's stuff. It really does feed it, right? Because now they're against us. They're against yes. us. It proves that we're right, you know. And again, yes. I don't know that he's ever said that, or his people have said it, but it's just psychology of it, you know. And, and ah, don't feed the dragon. Ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.